0: Dr. Olam pulled back in shock. He ran a hand through his short salt-and-pepper hair and stared at Murtis. His bulbous nose grew redder than usual. Fumbling with his stethoscope, he approached her and again listened to her chest. Backing away a few feet, he rubbed his chin and looked toward heaven as he pondered the situation. When he finally spoke, his voice was flat. You have no heartbeat. Murtis pushed past the stiff resistance of her respiratory system. What? Something must be wrong with my scope. He rubbed it on the front of his coat, then placed it over his own chest. Satisfied it was working, he pressed it to Murtis' breast once more and held his breath. This can't be, he muttered. Dropping the stethoscope, he grabbed her wrist and pressed his fingers against her cold skin. Again and again, he searched for a pulse, her carotid, her brachial. Nothing. Sighing deeply, Dr. Olam checked Murtis' eyes, her throat, and palpitated her stomach. I'm admitting you to the hospital. We need to run some tests. What's wrong with me? Murtis couldn't summon the strength to be very frightened, but Etiquette demanded the question. Well, that's what we need to find out. What do you think it is? She touched his arm. Well, technically, it appears you are dead. The tick in his right eye jumped like a skier at takeoff, and then settled down under his skin. Of course, that's not possible, because here you are, walking and talking. Dad? She'd intended it to be a shriek, but it came out as a wheeze. The doctor ticked off his points one finger at a time. No heartbeat? Your temp is 71. There is no respiration except when you speak. You appear only mildly hypoxic, which is surprising. Rigor has passed. He scratched his head. I would say you have been deceased about two or three days. And you've probably been in a cold environment since your death. Otherwise, your decomposition would be more advanced. She was sleepy, but forced her eyes open. This was important. No, I can't be dead. Of course you're not really dead. He yanked his white coat tight around his middle, as if offended by the very idea. I am just saying that's how you appear. Now, don't worry. We'll get to the bottom of this. It's a medical mystery, that's all. There has to be a logical answer, and we'll find it. He retrieved a liquor bottle from under the cabinet and took several long swigs. Replacing it, he smoothed his hair and marched toward the door. Turning, he pointed a finger at her. Stay here. I'll make the arrangements and be right back. You can get dressed while I'm gone. If I'm dead, the hospital will figure it out. They'll put me in the morgue. Dressing quickly required an effort of great will, but she marshaled the necessary resolve. I must get out of here. I think it was in a hospital where this all started. Murtis strained to remember, but only grasped shards of memory. Bright lights, the sting of antiseptic in her nostrils, a circle of faces staring down at her, a wild ride on a gurney, a feeling of intense cold.